you tired of living in a state with too many consonants and overly stable weather? Well, come on out to Ohio, set up camp. We'd love to have you. Here in Ohio, we only have one consonant and it's really soft. Additionally, you can experience all four seasons of the year just in March, April, and May alone on any given day. Need a new home? We need a new Ohioan. We'd love to have you. Ohio, Ohio. Our state sucks a dick. Yes, that's right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. And as you may have just heard in my silly little Ohio visitor video, yes, we're having fluctuating weather. Yesterday, it was 73 degrees. Really warm. Well, I mean, felt warm compared to many of the recent temperatures. Today, one day later, it's 41 degrees, and we are expecting snow tonight. Now, that snow won't stick. The streets have warmed up enough, and the ground is not frozen anymore, so it's not going to be impactful, and it's kind of mingled in with rain. But it sucks, and yes, that means Jeffy's still fighting his allergies. The cold days don't really bother me. It's the warm-up days that just pop up for one day. It was in the 30s two days ago, 73 yesterday, and now we're back into cold, wintry weather. So that one day creeps up, and here comes all the pollen, all the allergens, and your body is not prepared. If you are interested in moving to Ohio, I mean, it's not a bad state in general, but just get ready. Buckle up for that spring season. Not so good. So last week, I discussed the news articles that were out there regarding the new COVID variant of a variant of a variant of a variant, Omicron BA.2. It also occurred to me after recording last week's episode that I think it's weird that BA.1 came out as BA.1. You typically don't, like, they didn't call Rocky Rocky 1 because they didn't know they were going to make a Rocky 2. Maybe they wanted to, but they weren't sure that a studio was going to pick it up, how successful it was going to be. So you typically don't call something one unless you know there's a two. So just think about that. Whenever you hear about these new variants, maybe, you know, this is a little bit more orchestrated than we would all like to think. Well, it's what I've been thinking for a long time, but that's weird. BA.1. Why wasn't it just BA? So anyway, BA.2 last week that was like, oh, no. It's a new strain! We're all gonna die! So last night when I was doing my show prep, I'm like, wonder what's going on with BA.2. So I did a search for just COVID in Google, and there was nothing about BA.2. Not, I mean, if I dug deeper or had searched BA.2, I'm sure I would have found something, but in all of the links that show up, the little graphic images of videos or news feeds out there, none of them had anything to do with BA.2. A week ago, it was surging across America, threatening to put us back in a state of quarantine. I don't know if they said that, but that's always the threat every time they mention a new variant. You guys better do what you're told or else we're gonna have to quarantine you again. I know how much you like going to restaurants again. Don't make mommy and daddy take that away too. So yeah, just so you know, nothing. Nada. Zip. Zilch. Zero. Funny how, you know, it just kind of goes away. It was a news article last week that was 
supposed to, I guess, scare the tits off of us. But alas, clearly, it really wasn't important. Sorry I set the alarm off. I accidentally bumped it with my elbow. One exciting thing about last week is I officially did my first piano tuning for someone. I have a piano at home, and in 2020, during quarantine and boredom, late 2020, I found an online school that I could pay a decent chunk of change to and become a certified piano tuner and piano technician. I've always wanted to be able to tune pianos anyway, but I didn't understand that it's a lot different than tuning like a guitar because it has what's called a temperament. So the the keys on the left side, the further you go down, they need to be flatter and flatter and flatter away from their what would be true pitch. Same thing with the upper half of the keys. Those need to get a little sharper, sharper, sharper. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's in little minute increments, but that's the way that it just works out in a piano. Additionally, and a lot of you may not know this, but in a piano, pretty much from the center of the keyboard up, every single one of those strings or notes is using three strings. So you have to tune all of them to be identical to each other, which is called a unison. And it's not just, you know, again, like a guitar where you're just tuning this string to that string or this string to that string. No, you've now got to tune this three string set to this three string set. And it's got to be slightly off because of the temperament. But like I said, you know, I did this back in late 2020, and this is now my first official piano tuning. The problem is, while being quarantined and not having a job at the time gave me a lot of opportunity to do something like an online school for this certification, it was also a time where it was difficult to market a service where you had to enter someone's home or a church or a school. Just wasn't going to happen. So, you know, life went on and I was doing other things and then kind of forgot about it. I had worked on my own piano while taking the course, but that's just one piano. I need practice on other pianos. So I did this one for free. They will be paying me moving forward for the routine maintenance tunings, but it went really well and I was really happy. I've got another tuning coming up in a couple weeks when someone I know is moving and that move is going to need a tune for the piano. So if you're a listener that lives in the central Ohio area and you have a piano and you want to get it tuned by Jeff from Jeff Becomes Jeff, well, you just go follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Send me a message. Say, I want you to tune my piano and entertain me with vulgar rants while you do it. The vulgar rants cost extra, by the way. Just the heads up. It's an extra $14. So the last thing I will sadly discuss before going into today's topic is the passing of the Foo Fighters drummer, Taylor Hawkins. I believe this happened last Friday night. At least, uh, I guess by the time this comes out, it will be two Fridays ago. But man, that really sucked. And I had just watched the Foo Fighters movie that just came out, Studio 666. It came out finally on iTunes, so I didn't get to the theater to see it, so I watched that on Sunday, just five days prior to his death. And I don't want to be a spoiler because it's a brand new movie, but I do want to say that in the movie, Taylor Hawkins was Dave Grohl was all of his mates, so he threw at and basically the top So yeah, Dave Grohl, never going to be able to watch that movie again. And it totally sucks for Dave Grohl. I mean, this is a guy who, when he was the drummer of a hugely successful band, his frontman died, Kurt Cobain, in Nirvana. And now, as the frontman for a hugely successful band, his drummer dies. 
I guess on the bright side, if you're a bass player or a guitar player or even a keyboardist in any band where Dave Grohl is on drums or vocals, you seem to be safe. Yay! But I do feel for Dave Grohl, I mean, and the entire band. It's awful. Yes, it looks like there was a lot of stuff in Taylor Hawkins' system. Hey, that's rock and roll, man. Taylor Hawkins, not a young dude, 50 years old, four years older than me. And he was playing with Alanis Morissette before he even joined the Foo Fighters. So he's been in the touring rock and roll world scene for a long time. And unfortunately, there's a lot of boozing. There's a lot of drugs. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? It's called cocaine. And you don't want no part of this shit. Cocaine? What's it do? It turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. I'm thinking maybe I'd like to try me some of that cocaine. And all of that in excess. No, not the band in excess. There's something about you, girl, that makes me sweat. They don't have any vowels in their name, unlike Ohio. At this point, I don't think that Dave Grohl has actually even released any kind of statement. Not a tweet, not anything, which... Good for him. I mean, he's taking time. He's not making Taylor Hawkins' death any kind of public spectacle. He's not making it about him. He's not making it about the band. He's simply grieving his friend in a way that most people prefer to grieve, which is privately or only with those close to you. I will also say that uh, Taylor Hawkins was in a documentary called Count Me In. It's on, I believe, Netflix. And it's a kind of talking about drummers and drumming and lots of famous popular drummers from decades and decades of playing are interviewed or spotlighted in the documentary. I had seen it in my recommended stuff for a while and never watched it. And then for some reason it popped up recently, maybe because of Taylor Hawkins' death and right in in the preview that you get on Netflix, it's Taylor Hawkins being interviewed. And I'm like, ah, this sucks. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I've been getting more into drums because I'm teaching drums at the school I'm at now. Even though I've never considered myself a drummer, I can play drums, if that makes sense. But it's a great documentary. Again, count me in. And it was really odd because the first time Taylor Hawkins shows up, he's talking about how he first started playing drums. And the dude he was with that showed him a basic beat, which Taylor picked up on super fast, the guy said, you're a fucking drummer, dude. And that's what I think all the time with some of my students. It's like, oh my goodness, how did you pick that up so fast? And some of these kids are like five years old, six years old. It's crazy. And hopefully the community, the rock and roll, the world of touring and all of that stuff, I'm hoping maybe it's changed a little bit. We have less rock and rollers out there that are just getting fucking shwasted from the minute they wake up at the crack of noon until the minute they go to bed at the crack of dawn, which means hopefully we will see less and less of these types of deaths. I mean, this shit's been going on for a long time. I mean, just like John Bonham, Led Zeppelin, one of the greatest drummers, perhaps, of all time, at least in rock and roll. He died because he was drunk, laying on his back, threw up, too passed out from the alcohol to even wake up and respond to the fact that he was suffocating himself with his own vomit, and he died. That's a shitty way to go. There's no way you can spin that in the obituary to make it sound remotely decent. John Bonham died due to... 
vomit particles. No, that doesn't work. John Bonham died due to drunken puking. No, no um, try something else. Have we worked on asphyxiation yet? I like that one. People won't even know what that means. So on to our topic of the day of the week, Will Smith and Hollywood hypocrites. Now, I'm sure everyone is aware of what happened. I mean, none of us watch the Oscars because, well, they're the Oscars. No one watches the Oscars anymore. But everyone knows what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars just a few nights ago, at least at the time of recording this. So just to reiterate, you know, Chris Rock came out and he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's lack of hair. Let's listen. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? And during this joke, Will Smith was laughing the whole time. Jada, however, was clearly not amused. She was kind of looking toward her husband who wasn't noticing her. And apparently when the camera went back to Chris Rock, Jada leaned in, said something to Will, at which point Will Smith got up and started to walk on stage. And Chris Rock has no idea what's about to happen. So he does this kind of, uh-oh. That was, a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> and then there was the slap. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. So now you have Will Smith, who's basically just shouting the F bomb on public television. Keep my wife's name out your fucking no! I'm going to. During the Oscars, sitting in the front row, nominated for Best Actor. And the fact that he's in the front row means there's a good chance he's going to win Best Actor. The lady who won Best Director for The Power of the Dog, she was not anywhere in the front row. So I guess maybe they don't always put the winners, presumably, in the front row. But Will Smith could not have been any closer to the podium without actually being a presenter or a host. Speaking of Power of the Dog, I watched that recently just because it was an Oscar nomination. I like the cast that they have. I like Western kind of based themes. It's not really Western, but along those lines. Yeah, kind of bored the shit out of me. I actually stopped halfway through and went and did other stuff. Wasn't sure I was ever even going to finish it. And then I finished it. And as I started up on the second half, it did start to get a little better. And I'm like, ooh, maybe this is happening. Mm, maybe that's happening. And then it just ended really weird. Like to the point where I had to then Google what the hell just happened because I didn't get it. And I'm really good at getting movies. I usually know how a movie is going to end, even well-made ones, way early into the movie because I'm picking up on foreshadowing. So, I mean, not a horrible movie, but eh, if you haven't seen it, you don't necessarily want to waste two hours or however long it is of your life. You're not going to miss anything major. But back to the slap. So, you know, after he slaps Chris Rock, Will Smith walks off the stage. He has kind of a cheeky little grin on his face like nothing's wrong, despite the fact that he just committed assault on public television and then followed it with the cursing. And I'll say that Chris Rock, holy shit, did he have poise. The comedian in Chris Rock wanted to come out immediately like he would deal with a heckler in a club. Here, listen to this. <laughs> I could, oh, okay. Like he was saying, hey, I could have said this, I could have said that. There's been a lot of shit that's come out lately about Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, and her infidelity. If you don't know what infidelity means, that means she's fucking other dudes. 
But he stopped himself. He realized he was on public television at the Oscars. He understood what was going on, all the eyes that were on the situation, in a very short period of time while probably still being stunned and in a lot of pain. That was not a small slap. But, you know, you can tell that when he then tried to resume what he was supposed to say, what was scripted in front of him on the prompters, he was a little shaken up. So certainly, if someone assaults another person on public television at one of the most prestigious televised events of the year, certainly, you know, Will Smith was removed, if not arrested, immediately. No, not quite. He was there the rest of the night. Now, apparently, yesterday, the Academy came out and said, well, we asked Will to leave, and he refused. Now, today, they're coming out and saying, um, no, that was a lie. Well, the Academy isn't saying that. People who know the situation are coming out as sources and saying, no, the Academy is full of shit. They told Will he can stay. They did have conversations about it backstage. Academy officials, Will Smith's representatives... And when they finally told Will that he could stay, it was five minutes before he was accepting the award for Best Actor. The Academy knew what was happening. They knew he was going to win, and they didn't want to take a guy out that is going to not be able to give a speech. If Will was, if they knew he wasn't going to win the Oscar, I assure you there may have been different steps taken, but that just goes to show the hypocrisy and the bullshit of the Hollywood elite of the Academy. They're just going to let assault happen and take zero steps. Let's also not forget that Chris Rock was a completely defenseless presenter. Like, he was up there with an envelope in one hand. He didn't know what was happening when Will Smith was walking up the stage toward him. Maybe he's going to whisper something in my ear. Oh, oh no, he's going to just smack the shit out of me. Will Smith basically showed that he's a cuckold piece of shit in that moment. Maybe he isn't always a cuckold piece of shit. But in that moment, Will Smith was absolutely a cuckold piece of shit. Another thing that really sucked about that moment was the fact that Chris Rock was up there to present the award for Best Documentary. And the winner was Questlove with his documentary, I believe it's called Summer of Soul, about the cultural arts festival or something like that. It happened the same summer as Woodstock, but it was obviously very much black artists and black attendants. It happened in Harlem. And I mean, the performers they had, like Stevie Wonder, B.B. King, it was an amazing festival. But because it, you know, wasn't as marketable back in those days to show a bunch of black faces on the TV screen, the footage was essentially lost or hidden for 50 years. And I will encourage all of you to go look it up. Maybe that one is on Netflix or Hulu, I don't know, Summer of Soul. I'm pretty sure that's the name. In the beginning, there's an awesome scene of Stevie Wonder rocking a drum solo for like five minutes in the rain. It's amazing. Didn't know Stevie Wonder could play drums? Me either. Speaking of which, did you see Stevie Wonder's new house? Neither did he. All right, that was like a third grade joke. My bad. But Questlove, this musician, is coming on stage to accept an Oscar. And this just happened. It is so overshadowed now. Everything the rest of the night all of the accomplishments of these actors, directors, crew people, all overshadowed by Will Smith being a cuckold piece of shit. And to speak to the hypocrisy of all those people in that room, they all had to walk past Will Smith to get up on stage and get their award for the rest of the night, including Questlove. 
and pretty much all of them hugged Will Smith on the way to the stage. I'm pretty sure that most of these people have probably done a lot of anti-bullying campaigns, anti-violence campaigns, but let's go ahead and just, you know, hug the guy that just smacked an innocent presenter for making a quick little joke. And let's also be clear, these people know what they're in for. When you are a celebrity at the Oscars, especially if you're sitting up close, I mean, you go to any comedy club, you go to the Oscars, if you are sitting in the front row, you expect to be roasted. Doesn't matter if it was his wife, she is just as much celebrity as he is, she is fair game. It's not like Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's mama who was sitting at home in her knitting club. He made fun of someone who is a celebrity, just happens to be Will Smith's wife, his philandering wife. But all that to say that Will Smith's attack, totally unprovoked. And let's also remember, he was laughing at the joke when it was said. Only when Jada indicated that ain't cool was when Will decided to get up on stage. Maybe he didn't know what he was going to do on the walk up there. You got to wonder what goes through people's minds in those quick moments. But he made the bad choice. He could have at least leaned in to Chris Rock's ear and said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Could have done that. Walked off stage. And now Chris, if he continues, well, I wouldn't say he's asking for it, but he's been warned and he understands this dude ain't having it. Didn't have that chance. But yeah, Will Smith got a lot of hugs from people walking past him to get their award. Not one person in that room ever thought about leaving and saying, you know what? I can't believe nothing's happening and no one's doing anything about this. I am out of here. Like, let me give you a scenario. If Donald Trump had been a presenter for one of the awards and in his presentation not once mentioned anything political, I guarantee you his entire presentation, every word he said would be inaudible because of all of the boos in the audience. And yes, people may have gotten up and left just because the Academy let Donald Trump speak and present. But Will Smith... Smacking the shit out of Chris Rock while he's trying to do his job? Not only is it okay, we're going to give you a standing ovation. That's right. Will Smith, when he accepted his award, shortly after being a cuckold piece of shit and assaulting Chris Rock, got a standing ovation. He put on a performance. His speech, his acceptance speech, was absolutely a performance. I'm not saying he wasn't actually moved, but it just felt a little too prepared, a little too scripted. Honestly, the scene that they showed from King Richard, the movie that he was playing the role that he won the Oscar for, when they showed that clip right when he won the award, it was a scene of him having a very deep, serious conversation and crying, playing Serena and Venus Williams' father. I haven't seen the movie. I wanted to, but I think maybe... I won't. But when they showed that clip immediately followed by his speech, it felt very similar, which is why to me it felt a little acted out. Additionally, he kept talking about being a protector. He apologized to the Academy and to the people in the room. Did not apologize to Chris Rock. Now, he did come out and make a public apology to Chris Rock on Twitter or some shit. But at that point, it's too late. An apology doesn't matter. But here he is saying, I'm a protector. Oh, by the way, I just smacked the shit out of one of your presenters. But I'm a protector. And Hollywood said, standing ovation. Fuck you, Hollywood. 
I mean, honestly, he seemed kind of like a little kid that knows they're in trouble. And they start to cry and turn on the waterworks and uh, try to get out of it. I wasn't convinced. So, let's talk about alopecia. Alopecia is the disease. This is what caused all of this to happen, because Jada Pinkett Smith is pretty much bald. And, as we know, Chris Rock made a G.I. Jane joke, because in the movie G.I. Jane, Demi Moore shaved her head to kind of show what a badass she was and how don't you dare treat me like I'm just a woman. I can be as badass as you, and my hair is irrelevant. But the whole reason that apparently Jada was not pleased and prompted Will to go smack the shit out of Chris Rock is because it was a bald joke, but at the expense of her disease, alopecia. But let me tell you that alopecia is basically like unplanned baldness. And for some people, it's totally severe, and they're completely hairless, like Ryan Chazier from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've met him multiple times, sweetest guy in the world. He also had a major spine injury during his career, early career with the Steelers, and was probably never expected to walk again. And boy, was he walking really fast. This dude has a lot of spirit, a lot of heart, a lot of determination. He has zero hair. Because of alopecia. But yeah, that's a severe case. Like one of my uh, my guitarists in my last band, he started to get alopecia. And he would have these little bald spots that would kind of show up on his head, under his hair. Where it looked like someone kind of just took a razor and went and just hit this chunk of hair. But he took medication and the hair grew back and it was fine. It's treatable. But let me say, if you look at the video of Jada Pinkett Smith at the Oscars, her hair was buzzed. It was not bald. That was a stylistic choice. There was not a visible indication on any point of her head that there was actual baldness happening or alopecia. Instead, it was all equally buzzed. There was stubble or a little bit of hair. So to me, that joke was absolutely called for because it is a buzzed head look. That is G.I. Jane. If she was, you know, smooth like a cancer patient or buzzed with little patchiness of baldness, I'd maybe consider the joke to be a little inappropriate. But in this setting, based on what I saw, not inappropriate at all. And again, they all know they're getting roasted. Deal with it. But if you disagree with me and you think that she didn't just have a buzz shaved head, then I want you to go back, watch the videos, and I want you to play a little game of find the bald spot. There's none. You're going to lose every time. So let's talk about what the Academy did and the consequences for Will Smith for being a cuck piece of shit. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. So as we discussed, apparently they asked him to leave and he refused, but that wasn't true. They lied to cover their ass. Supposedly, they are currently reviewing consequences. I mean, let's just start with the obvious one. Step one, take away his Oscar. Give it to the next person. I mean, they do that shit in sports all the time. They vacate wins. Or someone, you know, like look at Pete Rose. He's not in the Hall of Fame because he gambled on baseball. That's a no-no. You're not allowed to gamble on your own sport. I mean, as long as you're not gambling on your own team, then I don't see the harm because it's not like there's anything you can do in the game to change the outcome 
for your wager. And I want to say Pete Rose never gambled on Reds games, but still, he broke the rules, and despite being a huge, enormous legend in Major League Baseball with tons of records, not in. They took that away. They can take this away from Will Smith and say, you know what? Behavior unbecoming an officer or an oscar fur. I don't know what you would call someone receiving an Oscar. Oscar recipient. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I've mentioned this is absolutely blatant assault, a violent crime. And Chris Rock basically said, I don't want to press any charges. I just want to move on. Jim Carrey went on TV to promote Sonic the Hedgehog 2 the next day, and he had a lot to say about it. And good for you, Jim Carrey. While I disagree with some of the other bullshit that you say, that you stood up for Chris Rock. But Jim Carrey is a former comedian. He understands we're allowed as comics, as artists, to say things. You're not allowed to come assault us violently and physically over words. Sticks and stones may break my bones. I've discussed this so much in episodes of my podcast, how thin-skinned of a society we have become over over words. But Jim Carrey said, hey, I would have announced this morning, this was the day after the Oscars, I would have announced that I am suing Will Smith for $200 million because that video is out there now forever. And if I'm Chris Rock, that is a humiliating scene that is out there forever. But I want to say, not that Chris Rock would ever listen to my podcast, but if I was able to tell Chris Rock anything, it's like, don't be humiliated. You were so much the bigger person. You reacted to that in a way that only you could have done that. Almost anybody else would have reacted differently. So good for you for being the bigger man and fuck Will Smith for being a cuckold piece of shit. Let's be honest. There's going to be no consequences. Will Smith, he's going to keep his Oscar. They're not going to hand it to the next person. We live in this society where uh, everyone has short attention spans, and I guarantee you the Academy is counting on some new blitzkrieg of media, whether it's a new COVID variant or the Russian-Ukraine invasion. Or Trump says something, which there is still a lot of media about Trump. Almost as much as Biden. That's kind of weird. But absolutely, the Academy's like, this will blow over. We'll just move on to next year. We'll invite Will Smith only if he's nominated. Maybe. They might just invite him back no matter what. But that's bullshit. Hollywood, you are fucking hypocrites. If you've ever stood up against bullying and you think it's okay for Will Smith to ever be invited back to the Oscars or ever be nominated again, you are a hypocrite. You know, we live in this society where it's constant cancel culture. If you even say anything remotely bad, if you smack the shit out of someone, apparently in Hollywood, not only are you not canceled, you are awarded. You know, there's the term for white privilege. Let's talk about celebrity privilege. You can apparently do whatever the hell you want. And everyone will turn a blind eye because they want their little fucking party to go on. They don't want their night ruined. So let's just ignore the fact that this dude just slapped the shit out of another dude for making a joke. I have not seen one article or piece of media or Facebook post or anything like that calling for Will Smith's career to be ended. There's no cancel culture going on around this. 
But God forbid someone tell a rape joke in a comedy club. You'll never work again. Thank you, everyone, for continuing to tune in. I am excited that on the next episode, I will have a guest, Miss Whitney Nicole, an amazing singer and recording artist, photographer, a friend, and a chance to not just sit here and talk to myself. Please let everyone know about the podcast. You already know what I'm going to say. Tell them if you don't listen, you're not my best friend anymore. If you want to follow my completely irrelevant social media pages, you can do so on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Until next time, I'm Jeff. Ohio, Ohio, our state sucks a dick. And I'm Jeff. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. Good night. to the devil and I prayed And I showed him the mess that I've made And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over But the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire And said can you turn the heat a little higher Cause I've been burned and I've been burned Time's over, but he just covered me with water. So I went to the Lord of the sea. Said, Won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over. But she receded from.
Marsha, Marsha, Marsha!